0: Welcome to this is episode four of the Toronto and tilt Blue Jays podcast. I'm Steve Artubello with Theo Giordano and Anthony Harris. You can find our website com. You can find our Twitter at Toronto on tilt. You can find us on YouTube where the video of this podcast will be posted Toronto on tilt. And of course, you can find us on uh, streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Bleaker, Anchor, things. All of the things. You can find us. Like, comment, subscribe. Tell your friends. Share. The audio, obviously, will be streaming. The video will be on YouTube. We are Toronto on Tilt. Uh, and this is the baseball version. So we gave you the football content. Now we're into the baseball content. We were mixing it in at the end of the season. Now that the season is here, we're just going to kick this sucker off. Kind of giving you a bit of a season preview. And then it's on Sundays. As the Jays play, we'll be bringing you kind of weekly content, a talk as to what's happening, a state of the week of the season. Oh, rant. Oh, those will be in there because, you know, there's ups and downs, but long baseball season of 162, which we're going to get. It's going to be awesome. I'm very happy. We're getting a full baseball season. But we'll just jump right into the, the content for today. So injuries is kind of the big topic before, I guess, we talk about, like, projections for the Jays season, since injuries are unfortunately... I always say nothing good can happen in spring training because the only thing that fucking happens is injuries. And, like, usually the guy's like, oh, that's the spring training story. Yeah, he gets sent down after two weeks because he can't hit or he can't pitch. That, that's generally what happens. Um, so there's two types. There's two sets of injuries. There's the position player injury, and then there's the pitching injuries. And I guess we'll just kick this thing off. The springer injury, they're kind of built for. It. You know what I mean? Like, they've got Gritching. they got, like... The guys we were hoping they would trade away, it's like, no, nah, you can throw him out there. Like, you can put Rowdy and like you can move guys around. It's like, yeah, you're, you're kind of built for that. Now, the issue that we were all talking about is it's an oblique. It's a four to six week injury. If, what the fuck are we talking about here?
1: No, It's the worst kind of injury because every team acts like it's not a big deal. You know, exactly. Know, he'll be back in a week, you know, day to day. So you're waiting on it. Oh, he'll be back next week. No problem. And then it's like, oh, wow, he's hurt again. Yeah, if it was just like, oh, he broke a finger or whatever, then it's like, you know, he's out
0: exactly. Oh,
2: this is the worst almost. and, 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 And with our April schedule, like, we should kick our time with him. Like, we have a very winnable April schedule with or without him, so there's no point in like rushing him in for you know just to start the season. Like, we need to be very careful with him.
0: That's the thing, like. George Springer's bat, like, he is an impact bat. That's why you brought him in. That's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to play center field for you. And obliques are linger. Like, let it heal fully. Don't make him play through it. And then get hurt three weeks into the season and actually miss four to six weeks. Like, don't fuck with it when you have all of these extra outfielders. Like, we have these guys. They, they exist. You paid Randall a fucking $10 million a year. Use him. Would I rather him... Would I rather George Springer? Yes. Are we going to use Randall Gurchard because he's available? Apparently. Not to mention, Jonathan Davis made the team. He's had a great spring. We'll see if it continues, but the spring's been great and he plays a hell of a center field. He was pretty decent last year, too. Yeah, he had moments. And again, he's athlete. the best defensive center fielder. Yeah. Yeah, Tony, what?
2: He's an athlete.
0: <laughs> he's but an athlete. Field. Exactly. Excellent well, analysis. Well, yeah, the, the
2: bigger issue for us, though, is you were saying earlier those pitching injuries.
0: That like we are not sustained, we're not able to
2: sustain too many of those.
0: No, you can't have that. And like the first one that's like soul crushing is Nate Pearson. And like I'll get into that in my breakout thing because, like, you can't, there's not really much to talk about. Like, Nate Pearson's supposed to be an ace. He's supposed to be the top of the rotation. He's supposed to be ready to go. And now he's not again. So that's a problem. And then Robbie Ray. Hey, he's been great. Looks awesome. Better than he's ever looked. Throwing harder. Lots of strikeouts. He tripped. He fell. He's it's a bruised elbow. It's not that big of a deal, except it's pitching elbow, and now he might miss a start. Even though it wasn't a big deal, and it might be on the DL ten days or the IL, but it's gonna be one turn. It's just ten days. De- you guys, I, I don't believe anything. I don't believe anything they say about a pitcher's elbow.
2: Every injury we have right now, it's pretty pretty frightening. Well, they're trying. Everyone excited
1: still. They're trying to say, bye, you know, tune in. It's going to be a great season. Look what we did this offseason. And it's going to be a disaster, at least early
2: on. And this is the issue. We discussed it earlier. We need a middle rotation arm, like not a Steven Matz, like an actual consistent guy we can bring in. We didn't really address that. And we kind okay. of relied on these guys. And now we were we relied on Pearson to be, the, be a guy. Exactly. And that even with him healthy is a question mark. The guy's very young. So now we're starting to see the, the issues with that, and we're going to face those problems until we make a trade for another pitcher.
1: Well, this year, like in the offseason, like, it was tough because it was such a slim pitching market. It was either go hard for Bauer, which, like, I'm glad we did. It was either him or, like, you're overpaying for Odorizzi. Like, that, that's your other option. So they were in a tough
0: Yeah, yeah that's, the, that's the thing it's like you would have hoped that they would have made some trades, augmented the pitching staff because you see guys like Manoa and you see Simeon Woods Richardson and they're interesting, but Simeon Woods Richardson hasn't pitched above ball. Neither has Alec Manoa. So Alec Manoa is older and, yeah, he pitched in college. But, like, I'd love to see, like, them be aggressive and have him make the team. But Yeah, he looks good in spring, but yeah, we'll see in the major leagues. You know what I mean? Like, he, he hasn't – it doesn't happen a lot where you have a guy that hasn't face hitters above A-ball, and then he just jumps into the big leagues and he's just as good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, those guys could be great pitchers in a year or two, maybe even later this season. But you can't really rely on them. And then, like, Hatch gets hurt. That's a big deal because that's one of the guys you wanted for depth.
2: He was one of those guys last year who just came out of nowhere and was very, very productive. And the guy have, we were looking forward he, to seeing you this year.
0: Huh? He would have been my sleeper. Yeah, yeah, he looked great out of the pen. He looked like he looked like he could be a starter too. You kind of saw it with his, the way he mixed up with a bunch of pitches. Like it just, it was interesting watching him. So it sucks. The pitching injuries definitely suck. Um, I have another side thing. How many Tyler Chatwood innings are we going to see this year? Oh god, Tommy, Ch- Tyler Chatwood as a reliever, I'm, I'm not like if he gets like sixty, seventy innings, like as a, that's fine. The the innings I'm really terrified about are like there better be zero Tommy Malone innings. There will be zero.
1: He's gonna get a few starts in April.
0: Yeah. If you think Tanner Rourke gives up bombs, dear God, Tommy Malone is bad. He better never face the Yankees once. And honestly, I I don't even know who he could face. Like I'm thinking about like. Oh, no, you can't face the Red Sox because they suck, but they got some kids that can really hit the ball a long way. And it's like, oh, who else can you? Oh, the Orioles. Ooh, they suck, but they got some kids that can hit the ball a long way. The Rays. The Rays are really the only team. And then it's like, oh, wait. I mean, they still got guys like Randy, Randy Rose. Rose oh, God, right, they got yeah. some guys. that's He can pitch second Zero. half of double, double headers against the Orioles. No, no, no. Royals. Zero. Zero Tommy Malone innings. Zero. That's. I don't want to see him at all. Yeah, he wears 69. Nice. It's funny. Whatever. Cool. Aha. Uh-huh. He sucks. He's not good. Please. Please, God, I don't want to see any of those innings. He's a dude you bring to spring training Spring training just because you need to fill out innings. He better not make your roster ever. Um, I don't know. You guys want to talk anything more about the injuries? I'm just going to jump right into the breakout.
2: Kirby Yates. Oh, wait, oh God. About
0: yeah, we didn't even get to fucking. How we just overlooked
2: That's... every red flag and said, fuck it, we'll see if it
0: works. That was the thing. We all talked, we were so happy about Yeah, it's like, yeah, the injuries, yes, yeah, they're taking a risk. Yeah, he could be so good. And then it turns out that there was a reason that literally everyone passed on his physical and it he ended up signing him. Yeah, because he <laughs> needed fucking Tommy John. I love how this always comes out, like when these injuries happen, it's like, yeah, he failed the physical, but he was close, and so we don't know. And it's just like he literally blew his elbow out like the first time he tried. Like, <laughs> So You're telling me there's only four.
2: 5.5. 5.5. Again, that's – I mean, that's... I don't care about the money because we well, have money, but it,
0: it's – The risk the is worth it because here's the thing. If he does pitch and he is what he was supposed to – you know what I mean? Like, then it's completely worth it. And this is, this is literally the worst-case scenario because you got zero fucking innings out of him. It the sucks. It's still decent, though. Well, have... that's...
2: It was good last year, but the problem well, was just it gets overworked because of this rotation.
0: Well, and Charlie, the way he uses a like...
2: Showing Yamaguchi high-leverage spots, yeah. Not the best bullpen management.
0: Well, just, I... Charlie, I, this will be a theme during this fucking season is how quickly I lose it on Charlie Montoyo just because I'm not a fan. But, yeah, like, the way he uses the bullpen... Like, they have guys that should be good. And I thought, okay, like, if Kirby Yates is down, you're going to get maybe a Dolice closing situation and Jordan Romano is... The guy who comes out uh, in the, like, biggest emergency situation. You know what I mean? Like, runners on. You need to just get out of the inning. You you bring in him. It doesn't matter what inning it is. He gets out of it and then pitches the next inning, kind of resets everything. But it sounds like Romano is going to be the closer. And Dolis is going to get that fireman type of job where he just comes in and puts it out. But what do you guys think? Because the rest of the bullpen is fine. They got other guys that can set them up. Like, I'm happy. Yeah, Yeah, like,
1: it's a good... Romano, like, Romano, Romano could be the closer. We still don't know yet. I think it's just going to be kind of a any situation, whatever the situation calls for. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I don't like the assigned roles thing. I kind of just like you know using your best when you're available in the best leverage situation, but it's not usually how baseball works.
0: That, well, yeah, they like to get creative. Like even though it's like we're going to get creative, and it's like Charlie's bunting. Why are we getting <laughs> that? Like that's not the creative. Why are we going back in time? Fuck off, Chucky. Like this, okay, yeah. See, it's already happened. We haven't even started the season yet. Okay? I do have we're a right depth in
2: piece
0: in this bullpen who will
2: possibly help out this year. That okay, no here we go. Well, you know what? what?
0: We'll just jump into the most surprising because I know exactly who you're going to. So we'll we'll start we'll start with the most surprising picks that we have for this season. We'll have like a most surprising offensive player, most surprising pitcher. If you got one, I got one for each. These isn't like we have breakout guys we're gonna get to after this most surprising thing. Uh, these we'll just get to these. Theo, who's Theo? Who's your view? The height doesn't measure
2: heart. Player of the year for the 2. Toronto Blue the 24-year-old Ty Tice. <laughs> this
0: is now, his boy.
2: There was a little this bit his of boy. buzz before him about him last year, where it was like maybe I saw a few articles like Ty Tice. You know, he's five nine. That's the only issue with this guy. And five nine is not short. It's a decent height. It's just for a pitcher. Everyone gets all out of sorts. But we had a pitcher five nine. He was pretty good. And Ty Tice has a mid nineties fastball um and i think that with the way this this uh, season's going with the way the injuries are piling up there could be a situation where a guy like him is you know decently useful so he's been good this spring had one blowout start ignored against the tigers had five shutout appearances after that so i think that's an, an option to look at if we are in need of a bullpen arm later in the year
0: uh sure You've brought up Ty Tice before, and I'm
2: just like, okay. He's the key is to bring it. up a guy no one knows, so then you can just make some shit up. and
0: If you do get lucky and he does become a thing, you get to live on that forever. It's like the dude who wrote that thing four years before the Astros won the World Series, where he called that they were going to win in that year. You know what I mean? It was like that dude just like he wrote a book about it and got to make all the money because he it, called it. And it's hard to judge
2: with some of these guys with no minor league season last year. Exactly. We have no idea where any of them are at right now, but, you
0: know. It's it's just all scouting reports from the alternate site, which is a whole bunch of, like, great command and control. Okay, okay, on what? We didn't see shit. Uh, My most surprising guy is a little bit more lighthearted for the pitching. Uh, Tanner Rourke. And the reason I say why he has the chance to be the most surprising is because He was so incredibly bad last year that if he is just a tick below minor league, like minor league average, if he's a below average pitcher, people are going to be completely happy with Tanner Rourke. And it's because this offense should be able to actually mash. So then Tanner Rourke allowing four runs in like six innings will actually be okay because they should be able to bash their way to more wins than not and will just laugh. The other thing, though, is if he is as bad as he was last year for an entire season, I don't know how that, like, I don't know how you do that. Like, the way that the ball was leaving the ballpark last year, I mean, I know they deadened the baseball, so maybe he's got a chance, but my God, the man, he probably has whiplash just from the amount of times he had to turn around and watch the ball leave the yard. He is bad. He was awful. And he's going to start game two against the Yankees. Or no. Actually, yeah. They, no, no. Uh, Stripling's going to start game two against the Yankees. That's right. That's what they're going to do, allegedly. Way better. Way yeah. Because that's, that's another dude who's not homer prone and hasn't allowed like 500-foot bombs. I'm pretty sure against the Yankees, actually, was one of those appearances he got just... just oh, my God. I, I think...
1: Last it, year, his velocity's dropped, and he's become more wild. He's watching people and giving, like... No
2: and goal, he said velocity. this, I think... I don't know if it was on the podcast or if it was just to me personally, but he said if a dog, if the Dodgers are giving rid, rid of a pitcher, that's a very good reason for that, and that's ex- we noticed very quickly with him why they no, exactly
0: them. if the Dodgers are giving away anything, be very skeptical about what they're trying to trade you. You know what I mean? Like that's an organization that their best prospects don't get traded; they'll trade you everything else. You know what I mean? And like yeah. the guys they ask you for, it, it's. It's a lot of things like what happened with San Diego Like Aaron Preller It's like the random guys they ask you for Don't throw them into the deal Because you know what's going to happen That random 16 year old you traded Turns out to be Fernando Tatis Jr That's a thing that happened The White Sox traded him for James Shield <laughs> yep. um, I guess uh, they Just got to transition uh, And more and a more serious most surprising Actually Tony you got a most surprising pitcher You uh, you picked
1: Well not really I guess, Not really like, a
0: most surprising More like a breakout
1: But not really
0: Okay, I guess I'll just jump to my like most surprising hitter because this one's a little bit more serious than Tanner Work being the most surprising pitcher because I am not optimistic about Tanner Work. It's going to be probably bad. Uh, but my most surprising pitcher, the guy, or my most surprising hitter, the guy that I think like could have the biggest impact, and I don't actually think he's going to be like an all star or anything. He's not going to have some like massive season. I think Danny Jansen is just going to be a major league average hitter, which for a catcher is actually all star level. But hear me out here. The reason I think this, Danny Jansen has now been in the big leagues long enough. He's comfortable. He's a catcher. They had, they had to teach him how to catch. Remember that, that talk for the last year and a half that he wasn't a good catcher? And then, like, and then it was like, okay, he's a good catcher, but he can't throw out base runners. And then by the end of that last season, he was actually throwing out base runners. There's no more of that talk this season. There's no more about teaching Danny what he has to do as a catcher. On top of that, this is the first time where they have pitchers returning. And not just like a whole bunch of dudes we've never seen before, nobody's ever heard of. And Danny Jansen is like, hi, my name's Danny, catching you in a major league team for the first time. And you got DFA'd. Hi, my name's Danny, catching another pitcher in the big leagues for a new... He knows these guys and he knows their repertoire. So it's a lot less work that he has to do to to get to know his pitchers. These are guys he's already worked with. Then on top of that, this is the easiest workload he's ever going to have had because... Alejandro Kirk's making this team. They've already said that he's made the team. Well, he's been told. Legend. Like, there's a bunch of reports that's come out about it. He's going to be their backup catcher. Kirk's good. Kirk had hit. And the best part about that is the you know, when Danny actually looked good last year was when Kirk came up and kind of stole his job. And then you saw the Danny Jansen free home run game. And then you saw Danny Jansen kind of looking like a problem at the plate. And if Danny Jansen is only catching, probably not two. He's going to catch three of the the five starters because he's the veteran and they're going to make Kirk win the job. But, like, Danny Jansen could be a fine catcher because he just has so much less going on this year. You know what I mean? He gets a chance to just be a major league player and not try to figure out everything on the fly. And, again, I'm not saying that he's a dude who's going to hit 300. He's not going to hit 30 bombs. He's not going to have a 400 on base. But, like, t- tell me, if, if Danny Jansen hit, like, 265 with, like, a 330 on base, would you not be wow. fucking ecstatic? Take that from Gritchuk. Believe
1: yeah. that
0: you know real. what I mean? Like, but that's, that's what we're talking about. It's like, here's a dude who could be fine. You know what I mean? He could be a fine yeah. offensive player, but because of the position he plays, he th- that could be unbelievable. And because, it, like, and if you look at this minor league track record, he's always hit. He's always hit. Well, when he, you know, got glasses and, you know, could see the ball and, like, then his career exploded. That's when he started hitting. He was an offensive player. So maybe it starts to come in a little bit. I don't know. He's kind of my most – he's my, like, serious most surprising dude. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have any most surprising people before we just jump into, like, breakout? That's a great pick. I
2: didn't even consider Danny. He's probably the most overlooked player on this team right now because Kirk is getting headlines all over Major League Baseball. Everyone's excited about him, and Jansen. It just feels like he's been thrown to the side. So that would be ideal if he's the guy who comes up and and is that surprise candidate. And he, and he's
0: he's Hyunjin Ryu's personal catcher. Like that's that. Like you know what I mean. Like if you notice the way this has gone, like Robbie Ray is uh, thrown exclusively to Kirk. Like they have kind of broken the broken it up. I think it's Ray and Matt that have thrown with Kirk, if I'm correct. Those two lefties have thrown almost exclusively with him. And you've had Danny Jansen catch, like, Rourke. And, well, actually, Rourke uh, was working with Kirk, too. But I know Danny catches re- – like, they're kind of setting, setting everything up, you know what I mean, for these guys to, to be there. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see what Danny can do this year. You know what I mean? I'm, I really am. Because, again, I'm not expecting a, a like, super flashy – but he doesn't really need to be with the rest of this lineup. Like he should be their eight or nine hitter. Yes.
2: Yeah. Rest, rest in peace, Reese McGuire. I think that's... Oh God! Yeah, he's done. just. You know,
0: and and like he's not going to be a Blue Jay. Like, cause here's the thing. Like he's bad, but he he's a catcher. Someone's going to claim a a catcher that's not thirty that can catch and throw because he can do that. I mean, he has two jerk other off guys in the parking in his, lot, but well, yeah, you that know, it happens. What like, fucking Reese McGuire? Like we also
2: have two other guys in the system. Who are
0: coming up and are probably going to be? Well, look them. at Riley Adams. He's had a, a pretty good spring. He's hit a couple of dingers. Like he's int- They have guys, and Riley Adams is twenty-four, right? He's not a kid. Like he is. Well, he's a kid. He's younger than me, considering I'm a fucking old man now. But like, you know what I mean? Like in relative terms. Um, I don't know. Y'all got y'all got breakout guys you want to jump on? Tony, want
1: to go? Uh, for me, I'll probably I'll just say it's Rowdy. Rowdy time now. Uh, there's no, not a lot of competition at the DH position as much as there has been in the past.
0: And last year, especially yeah. with Springer, like with something right, like that takes a body out of it.
1: Exactly. That's he was always. It's kind of like where is he going to make the team? Is he not? Like he was always kind of like on the fringe. But now he has a spot on the team. Really, it's how they're going to manage the DH situation. That's going to be interesting. Because with Springer out, you're going to have Rich up in center. Most days, so that means DH will be open. They're not going to put Jonathan Davis at DH. It's the worst idea ever. No, out.
0: he'd be playing center, and they'd be DHing like Teoscar or Grichuk or something. Like that's
1: the thing. It's like if they're going to like put Grichuk, Grichuk, shouldn't be stealing at bats from Rowdy Teles, unless against left. Hundred percent. He's like looking at his baseball savant page right now. Hard hit percentage eighty one percent. Like super high ratings on that. It's really impressive. Just a matter about him not chasing as many pitches, staying a little more disciplined after the plate, but all the foundation is there for them to have a big year.
0: Now can get behind Rowdy. I can see that. Dio, who, uh, who are your guys? I know we have a similar pitcher. Or we have the same pitcher. What do you mean fucking similar? It's the same dude. <laughs> yeah, but... It- it's nothing surprising because this lineup is so
2: talked about. And it's so known. I'm not going with Gritchuk. I'm I've, I've tired of Gritchuk. I'm not putting him at like the bust out <laughs> candidate. I I thought that last year I'm done with that. Um, wine is more of just a continuation, like a approve your legit year uh, from T. Oscar Hernandez. Because yeah, I get behind that. We've had this conversation about how you're kind of on the fence. I am fully in. I think Anthony's fully in on him being a legit guy uh the strikeout rate's a problem i don't know how much better he can get with that because i think it's about 30 percent strikeout rates you know it's i rate. think that came
0: here yeah, let me look at a view QCon because i think it came uh, down a bit. But
2: in his last what 530 plate appearances 100, 132 weighted runs created like he's he's a legit guy and i think that it's going to be proven again this year uh with the other bats in the lineup i think he is kind of getting overlooked um but I think, yeah, Teoscar Hernandez is going to be the guy who continues to prove that he is the guy he was last year. And maybe not to the level, but he will be an above-average bat, which, you know, we do
0: need uh, at the end of that lineup. Yeah, he did end up having a 30% K rate last year, even though yeah. he had the—, the Because the when he makes season. contact, it's just like, you know, yeah.
2: it's, it's it's like, it's you know, when they make contact, they're going to do damage to the baseball. It's just that strikeout rate that needs to come
0: down. Teoscar— at best for me, because you can carry. You can't be thirty percent. Like you got to drop that down about five percent. But like you know, who else had numbers kind of similar to this? Matt Kemp. Matt Kemp when he was good before all the injuries, like he he struck out a lot. He didn't walk a whole ton, but he hit for a high average. And like it's funny actually, George Springer early in his career though he hit for a much lower average, right? But then George Springer became a much better player than Matt Kemp ended up being, but Matt Kemp all had all those injuries. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like I, I told you guys this last year, like I just got to see Rowdy do it over an entire season or not Rowdy uh to Oscar. Cause like well, Rowdy too, but <laughs> to Oscar, because he made all those changes. Like one thing that I've noticed that has stayed, even it looks like in spring training is he's not, he K's at 30%, but he doesn't swing at every single slider to his back foot. anyway. you know what I mean? Like there were certain things he used to do. Like remember Colby Rasmus who swung at every breaking ball down and in every, see, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. It could hit him. I, and I loved Colby Rasmus back in the day. I thought he was going to be a star. Clearly that did not happen, but every pitch down and in he swung at and Teoscar used to do this. Like anything down, like anything out of the zone, he'd just flail out. That was a breaking pitch. He doesn't do that as much, that
2: but a yeah, he can't Kevin really. Pilar
0: can't thing too. Kevin Pillar is my killer. example
2: of just swinging at everything. You, oh, two. Oh, you just turn the TV Without off. Not that over. much success. No.
0: He's, he's also the perfect example of like, don't you dare listen to a guy being like, I've made all these changes in spring. Because Kevin Pilar used to make all these changes in spring and then the first slump. Like, he'd get off to a fast start and then the first slump like a month in, he would fall apart. Mm-hmm. And be back to being the exact same player. Exact it's hard to improve player.
1: at the major league level. Especially that, when you're at your age both
0: guys can't do. Exactly. Uh, Well, that's, that's why, you know what I mean? That's why big leaguers don't have super long careers. And the ones that do are, you know what I mean? That's why they celebrate and they make a lot of money. It's fucking hard to do. You know what I mean? Baseball is not easy. Um, My offense, I I get like, I guess I'll throw my offensive breakout dude. and Then I'll jump to my pitcher. Um, Marcus Simeon. That's my guy. Uh, They're going to move him to second base, but the, it's too full of Marcus Semyon. It's what he did in 2019 when he was so goddamn good. And it's pulling him out of the ballpark he pitched, like he played in, in Oakland. It's the fact that he's going to be in so much more of an offensive-friendly environment everywhere he pitches, but specifically 81 of those games, which are going to be like either – a little bit in Dunedin, maybe in Buffalo, and apparently everyone's getting vaccinated, so it might even be fucking MLB games at some point in Toronto, which would be fucking great. I need beers the Dome. You fucking shoot me up with the vaccine and get me in the Dome so I can get drunk and watch baseball again, because this needs to happen. But anyways, enough fucking pandemic talk. The combination of what Marcus Simeon has done and the fact that they're getting him into this division, like, fuck, man, like... That could be a game. Like, you could have, like, at best. You're talking about, like, potentially 30-plus home runs, 360-plus on base, a guy that hits, like, 270-plus to 280. You know what I mean? Can steal some base, can play high-end defense. Like, think about all the things that Marcus Semyon could do, and you can understand why I start yelling. It's very exciting what he can do. We don't know if he's going to be able to do it, but if he can do it here, like, fuck, man. He could be... He could be one of the best offensive players on a team that is should be chocked full of them. You know what I mean? They really should be. And like, we're not like you. We haven't even really mentioned it, but we'll just I'll just say it right here. Vladdy and Nate Pearson have to be what they're supposed to be. Like all the stuff that Vladdy's doing, and he's in shape, and we're like we're not talking about it a lot because we talked about it like the first three like off season episodes. Like he has to be that. Yeah. If he's not that, this, like, you know what I mean? The season isn't going to be raking this spring. Like it it looks exactly. I'm very confident. And that's the thing. Like I kind of don't want to talk about it until it starts happening. Cause like once it happens in the regular season, I'm going to get excited. Cause he's done this in spring before. Remember fucking Montreal when he was still flat, fat, Vladdy and he was fucking hit that dinger. Like, you know what I mean? Like we've seen some magic. So it's in the fucking home run derby. Like we've seen him do things. Like I wanted to carry into the regular season. And Nate Pearson has to come back from this injury. and has to be like, but that's like they have to be like there's no fucking around like that's what they have to be and the guys we're talking about are like hey if this guy does this like you know what i mean the season could be they could win the division right like that's what could happen but like these aren't guys where it's like i bet that this is gonna happen vladdy has to be a thing pearson has to be a thing just the way it is
2: and you look at all overall like bichette bijo they're all gonna get better too and it's just a given that we're but I think there's other levels they're both going to hit. And well, look, make look, season look, at better the fa-
0: like just the fantasy projections for Bo. Like I did two drafts yesterday. Like I did our draft, uh, which was an auction draft, and I did another draft, which is just like a normal uh, snake redraft lead. Yahoo has him projected for forty-four doubles, twenty-two home run, like. They have some huge numbers for both, like twenty plus steals, which he hasn't really stolen bases in the big leagues. We know he can, but like he's also had some injury issues with his lower half that's kind of kind of prevented him from stealing bases. But like the Jays stole a lot of bases in spring training. Actually, they're number two in steals, so that like I don't know, man. I'm fucking excited. You know what I mean? Like this has like the, this is this is it, it we could, talk could about be the pitching staff opposite to yeah, what our pitching takes. For. I, I, Dude, this could look so much. I think I talked about this with you guys like when this happened like a couple weeks ago. Like this could be like 2015 before the trade deadline, where this team is like struggling to stay around 500, and they're destroying baseballs, but they can't be in some games like that. Like before the trade deadline, they still had Josh Donaldson, Edwin Encarnacion, and, and Jose Batista, and they were all still on pace with 40 bombs. Mm-hmm. That was all a thing before the trade deadline. You know what I mean? Like that was all true. So. It'll be interesting to see how this team goes. Hopefully, it's a little better. Uh, I guess I'll, like, I'll, I'll go into my pitching breakout guy, and then I'll throw it over to you guys, because i are fucking talking a lot. Um, the main dude I'm kind of interested here, Steven Matz, and it's not because... Like, I was a huge anti-Steven Matz guy to both of you guys when this happened and to anyone that asked me about it. Because I was like, "Oh, okay, cool. You play in a homer-friendly place. And you took him out of a place that suppressed homers. And you already have the problem of Tanner Roark, who can't fucking do anything but allow home runs. And now you're going to add left-handed Tanner Roark, who just came off his career worst season, where he allowed the most home runs. Oh, great idea, front office. Oh, and you're going to pay him five and a half million dollars. Like, why did you not give money to James Paxton? I was, I was very upset." Yes, Mats has looked good in the spring, but I think the most intriguing thing about him looking good in the spring, and he talked about this, and Pete Walker talked about this before the spring, and then we've seen it actually be put into action. They had a plan for Stephen Matz, and they talked about making Steven Mats more of a ground ball pitcher. So I actually looked into his fan graphs number. In 2016, when he had that, that his 132 innings, that great season. You know what I mean? Where everyone looks at Steven Matz and he looked like it was going to be Matz and Harvey and DeGrom and Syndergaard. And they were going to have just this insane rotation in, in New York. You know what I mean? They were just going to be unstoppable. And it didn't really happen that way. But that was the highest Steven Matz's ground ball percentage has ever been in the big leagues. It was 51%. Now, a ground ball pitcher gets above 50% ground balls, right? Marcus Stroman, uh, for Jays fans, was an extreme ground ball pitcher. He's one of the best in the game at getting ground balls. He was around 60%. right? Like, I know these are numbers and they're kind of boring and it sounds ridiculous. Matt's the last few years has been around 47%, right? So he's been below 50% ground balls. I don't see a lot of the data, but I've noticed in his starts he's getting a fuck ton of ground balls in the spring and him and Pete Walker are talking about how they're trying to do that, how they're throwing two seamers and actively looking for contact and actively looking for ground balls. That... Is a real change that if it carries over and Steven Matz, I'm not talking about Steven Matz looking like that pitcher that everyone thought was going to be like the number three starter in New York. I'm talking more about a dude who just has like a 415, 420 something, 430 ERA, but just consistent and keeps you into games because this defense should be good enough that they should be able to make the plays behind him and this offense should be good enough that they should be able to win games. So if Steven Matz can not give up a bazillion fucking home runs, keep the ball on the ground and keep the team in games, that's already a massive upgrade over most of the guys we've seen at the back end of the Jays rotation in in recent years. You know what I mean? That's why I think he could be a breakout pitcher and it's not even – again, it's kind of like when I was talking about Danny Jansen where I'm like – I'm not talking about, like, Marcus Semyon where it's like, oh, my God, this dude could be a fucking – an all-star. It's more like this dude could be a really useful four. Like, this is a guy that could really help you have a good 162-game season. You know what I mean? Like, not have throwaway games keep you around. That's kind of how I got it for, for pitching. What you guys got? That's who I had. Yeah, well, I thought We had the same guy. Was well, yeah. the same reasons, though, too? Like, you had the same thing about his grand balls and Pete Walker and all that shit. I saw one Wilner tweet and I'm like, I'm sold. The first spring training game, that's all it takes for me.
2: <laughs> that's how I sold on Tice, too.
0: Oh, yeah. Big, big Wilner <laughs> guy. Or... I saw one little thing. Or or was like a big Actually, guy. That
2: wasn't Wilner. That was a different. I saw that somewhere else. but
0: Okay. Tony, who you got?
2: Uh, for me, I'm going to talk
1: about uh, Tyler Chatwood. You mentioned him earlier. Um... As a start, like I remember, right when we signed him, like what the hell are we doing? This guy's dead. like I like I've hated him for a long time. As a starter, yeah. like super erratic, like like I lost went, everyone. When I went to I went to Wrigley Field a couple of years ago, and he started Greg. against the Cleveland Indians. Okay, I don't think he got through two innings. He lost, like five guys. Like very, they lost ten to nothing. It was a frustration. Jesus. He's he was really garbage and that's the kind of memory it's kinda of stuck with. But he's not starting anymore. For the first time he's gonna be in the bullpen and his stuff plays in the bullpen. He's got super high spin rate, throws hard, gets a lot of swing in this. So it's really gonna be about throwing strikes, same problems as normal. But there is a lot of there is a lot of variance here, but that includes a high variance as well with him striking out a ton of guys. He's healthy and he throws few more strikes than normal, then we could get a good reliever. As with any reliever,
0: you know, anything can happen. That's like I like him as a reliever. Like as a reliever, I think he could be an interesting part of the bullpen. When they signed him though, I was like, this dear God, he better not start. Yeah.
1: Dear God. God
0: for everything Tony said, because Tyler Chatwood, like if you don't know who Tyler Chatwood is, just go look at his fangras paid. It's those walks per night. Y'all thought Robbie Ray was bad. Last year, when his walks per nine were nine, cool, look at Tyler Chatwood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it does not have a great history of doing shit like that. It's fucking ugly. Uh, I guess just quickly, we'll uh, we'll touch on it since none of us had him as like our breakout pitcher. Robbie Ray's looked great. I want to see it in the regular season. You know what I mean? because Robbie Ray's got plenty of other issues, but the fact that he's, like, humping it up there like, 97. An honorable mention to Anthony Kay, who's also throwing 97. Like, I don't know where the fuck that came from, that but I'm been my very pick. intrigued. Like, I am very yeah. intrigued. The only reason he wasn't really my pick is because he looked great and the first time he played the Yankees, they just fucking, like, they teed off on him. It was yesterday. Was that? Yeah, I think it was yesterday. Um, Yeah, it was It was pretty fucking ugly. Do uh, you boys got anything else before we want to just jump into, like, the season prediction like the uh like kind of like win total stick yeah, and then like what I, the playoff picture might look like no we can go right
2: there now i have a yeah, i have all written out. if you want me to just yeah go for it
0: Take the yeah. lead. So, we'll
2: go through the division first i guess um boston red sox 80 and a half which is interesting because the red sox are either amazing or they stink they're not usually in the middle so are like really either gonna much, yeah. win that by a lot or lose that by a lot so 80 and a half what do you guys think about the boston
0: red sox I think they're going to be so fucking bad, dude. Tony, I don't know. Like, You disagreed? Yeah, I was thinking
1: to... around average. So I was thinking around 500 what,
0: what makes you guys think they could be average? Like, I'll jump into why I think they will terrible actors. They still have... What do you think?
1: still got Bogart. I mean, J.D. Martinez is kind of old. Was, I don't know. That, J- but J.D. Now-
0: Martinez, I'm calling this right now. J.D. Martinez might be Chris Davis 2.0. I'm you just going to jump on that right now because he's had some... Some ugly bats this spring, you know how bad Chris Davis is. It's hard
2: to get that bad in major leagues. I,
0: I know, but like, we're looking at a dude who's built the same, too, like a really big dude, you know what I mean? Big, well, muscular not, dude, like look at the way he's like swing. I,
1: I just, I
0: just look at, I don't know, man, that swing and the way he's like looked lost at times. I don't know, I could be wrong, I could be wrong, but I just, I don't think he's coming back. I think he's toast. And on top of that, like, Bogarts is good. Devers could be good. And then after that, like, Christian like, yeah. Vasquez. He oh, doesn't, doesn't could be doesn't all right. Tickle your fancy. Right. Bobby Dalback hits dingers, but, like, again, I want to see that in a major league's over one sixty-two.
1: decent, too.
0: I like Verdugo a lot. Verdugo's actually a dude I like a lot, like, a lot, a lot, but. Who, who pitches? But, Ryan Weber. And. Nick, really Nick Pavetta, like, like, and like, their bullpen is bad. Like, it's just oh, sorry. It just I, I, like, fail
1: at all. Even when he comes back, I don't have expectations at all. He was a yeah. master last time. So I don't know. But, like, yeah, that's, that's the
0: thing. around
2: eighty-one with by kind of the ceiling me, but I, even even if they start sucking, they're gonna just you know sell off and even suck even more probably. Like, it's right. to tough to so see them at 500. Give it a surprise and start buying, or are they just stinking, you know?
0: That's that's kind of why I'm thinking they're going to be bad. Like, we're talking – if you guys have numbers, like, I know Theo just threw at 80 and a half. Like, I got the Red Sox as, like, a 70-ish win team. Like, they are not a not 70 wins, but, like, in the 70s of wins because I just don't think they're really good. You know what and, I mean? I think they have so many problems.
2: And the schedule's uh, going to be terrible with the NL East, at least It's just going
0: to yeah. be – Well, do you guys bad. all have the Orioles at the very bottom? We agree. Yeah. Like, they got some interesting dudes, but like, Matt Harvey's there's like, do we have to say more than Matt Harvey's their number two starter? Do we really have to get in depth? Like, that's pretty like, much enough to right? explain the like, team. It, the Orioles have some interesting young players, but like, Matt Harvey's gonna be your number two starter. So, okay, cool. Yeah, cool story, bro. It was a Mean their <laughs> one? Yeah, uh, probably. Actually, not probably, they definitely. Tried Felix, they tried Felix out, with De- and he's been done for like five years, <laughs> right he has been done since he was, like, 32. Right, yeah. Granted, it started at, like, 17, but right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. So, yeah, those are the two teams that we, I guess we have at the bottom. Or do you have – do you guys have the Rays above the Red Sox? Does any of you have the Red Sox above the Rays? No. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so the bottom – I don't even think we're No, because like, I, I got the, the Orioles, like, a 60-some-odd win team. You know well, what I mean? Let me find their
2: number. I actually – that was the one number I didn't grab because I just completely forgot they existed. Yeah,
0: no, like, 63 personally. and a half. Yeah. Like, they're I, 100 losses? They could because, again, like John – like do they call up any of the young pitchers that are interesting for them? Or do they all stay down because they don't want to burn any of their service time and they're all super young? They don't have, like, John Means type who's, like, 25, right? They, they have a bunch of super – well, they, they got one dude. Oh, what the hell is his name? Bauman. Mike Bauman, who could be – he – Okay. But that's one guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everyone else is super young, like the DL Halls and the Grayson Rodriguezes. Like these are guys that are like 20, 21, that are like years away. You know what I mean? So like they have no pitching, just none. So th- they're going to be bad. Um, the Rays are at.
2: We're actually, I think, the Rays are at eighty-five and a half. This is, is. They're th- the toughest team to read. I think.
0: And that's actually kind of where I see the Jays. Like, the Jays and the Rays, like, I see is basically the same. And it's not because the Rays have a bunch of talent. Like, the Rays have no... Like, they got Tyler Glass now and and a bunch of dudes. You know what I mean? Like, think about that Rays team. Like, think about what they've lost in Charlie Morton and Blaze. like... Yes. think about How what many they've lost and the lose those two guys and feel good about their rotation Exa- the like, only reason i think we're all sitting here being like yeah they're probably about the same level as the jays is because when in history have they not just always one beat the hell out of the jays even when they were bad and two they're just always good even when they shouldn't be so it, it it's kind of hard to look at them and be like Oh, they're going to be terrible, and they're not going to be as good as the Blue Jays. Like, and the the thing is, like, I'm not looking at them and being like, "Well, I can give you concrete reasons that they're going to be just as good as the Blue Jays." I can't. Can either of you? Like, is there well, any like? Really, can you dig into anything and be like, "This is why they're going to be just as good"? Like, how do you think Rosania? is he going to be like what he was in the playoffs? Or? I have no idea. I don't think that's going to continue. Like, I think Randy Rosarena could be a fine player, but I don't think he's going to, you know, be a dude who hits sixty-five home runs. I'm, I'm an anti-Kiermaier guy, too. He's always hurt. He's, oh, wow. fir- like, right? like he's a defense yep. first dude whose contract they're trying to dump.
2: So when I say that again, you, none of that came
0: Yeah, tight. he cut out. I didn't hear any of that. Yeah. It's just, he's just all,
1: it's, the, back, the back is worse every single year. It's
2: really.
0: Yeah. And when he gets hurt, it's not minor things. Like, he broke his hip. Yeah. He's not 60. He broke his hip. There's a thing that happened to him. Like.
2: Well, our pitcher just fell on the stairs, so Let's just, <laughs> that's
0: true. You know. yeah, 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 you also, got a bruised elbow. We'll yeah. see.
2: When's Franco we'll see. coming up?
0: Is there any? Uh, I have no idea. I haven't been both. I haven't both. fantasy leagues. because I just once he cut like he's he looks so good. Well, I'm you guys see him in spring training?
1: Right? Oh. Huh? July at the earliest. Well, he's
0: definitely getting like through the the, the minor league service time bullshit, and they're definitely going to want to probably have him play at. A-level, you know what I mean? Like, he's probably going to play a triple-A before he gets called up to the big leagues. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. July, yeah. July, that's probably a good yeah. one. Tony? But yeah, You were asking, like, who I like for the. I like Rich Hill. Just because I'm oh, Rays. He's probably going to be good for You know who yeah. else is going to be good for them just because it's the Rays? Walker. Michael Walker, yeah. who fell apart. Like, it like, he peaked in his debut in the playoffs. Slowly got worse until he was unusable last year with the Royals. Watch him just be amazing because it's the Rays. Yeah. You see it now, Steve? You see how this, how this No, goes? that's that's what I mean. Like, yeah. but but literally, look at all the guys we're listing off here. We're talking about a pure rotation of scrap behind Glas now. Yeah. Just a bunch of shit behind Tyler Glasnow.
2: Yar, Yarbrough's a Jay's killer, so
0: Yarbrough's actually good though. He's yeah, he's, he's the Jay's one that's Jay's actually kid. like you know, no, but think about of, of all those dudes, he's the one that's actually good, and it makes no sense because he throws fucking 86. <laughs> you know what I mean? He throws like three pitches. They all look like the same cutter slider thing. You know what I mean? Like all his pitches look the same. They all go 86. No one can hit them. No Blue Jays can hit them. Yeah. He's infuriating. Actually, you know, random name. I don't know if anyone's old enough to remember this of YouTube. But Andy Sonnenstein in that year the, the, the fucking Carlos Pena where the Rays made the fucking World Series. He was a dude who threw like 88 and the Jays couldn't hit him. And he had a terrible career. But that year he was good, and he was sucked ever since. And all I remember as a kid was him dominating the Blue Jays. And that was Ivan Longoria's debut season. And that was the first time they were the Rays and not the Devil Rays. Anyways, random tangent. So, so are we going <laughs> over the 85, 85 and a half? Or? Yes. It really depends I mean, on how you think of the Blue Jays. Absolutely. Like, yeah, Well, that, that's the thing. Like, I think the Jays and the Rays are kind of fighting. And I think they're both probably 86-win teams, Like, unless it's a fucking catastrophic something terrible happens the interesting thing though is the top end because i don't see the jays being a win team i don't unless we make trades yeah right like it,
2: but they're not and, and
0: here's the thing let's just get into it as not we start too. talking about pitching the yankees have an established lineup that we all look at and go yeah that's the best offense in the, in the division right and then you look at their bullpen, and you're like, yeah, that's the best bullpen. And then you're like, oh wait. Britton's hurt. Chapman's another year older. Like, right? Like that. let's see how good their bullpen actually is and who are their starting pitchers. Because Corey Kluber. Who and this isn't 2015 anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Corey he's Kluber is. He's done.
2: He's are two for now.
0: Yeah, and he's toast. Jamie and tie on, I hope. He's Canadian, he's had cancer, two tommy johns so you so you hope he's good, but did you not just list did you not just listen to the things I said that he's been through like are you banking on that really really you are banking on that as a starting p- okay okay he that is
2: pro cancer confirmed
0: whoa whoa <laughs> kidding. feel kidding whoa <laughs> no but like like I, I cheer yeah. for the I like, I root for him on like an emotional level. He's a Yankee. I I hate the Yankees. Fuck the Yankees. But like as a human being, I hope he I hope he he, come, he can come. I hope essentially I hope he somehow ends up not on the Yankees so I can hope that he does well. You know what I mean? So something happens where he's not a Yankee anymore so he can just do well and I can feel good about it. It's kind of what I want to happen here. Is that wrong? Well, you, it's very specific goal. Well, you know, everything turns out everything. well. I'm not a good person, but I don't think I'm evil. What are you uh, saying? Throw that on the tables.
1: If everything works out for him, that he'll never leave the Yankees. So you have
0: to
2: make a choice,
0: and then you'll hate him. Yeah, it's like, yeah, and just uh, because
2: Yankee fans will just even if he's average, he'll be like talked up like. Oh my god, he'll be a god in New York. He's gonna get Cy Young votes,
0: probably. But even even this
2: out. lineup, like it just they have so many injury prone guys. But they always do, and they they still crush it every year.
0: That's because every guy they call up, and like the, because it's not just the prospects. It's like the random ass Mike Talkman comes up and hits fucking three hundred. You know what I mean? Yep. Gio Urshela turns into an all star Afterwards on top that. of exactly on top of like when they randomly have guys like not randomly when they actually have their prospects come up. You got Clint Frazier and you had Andahar and you, like you know what I mean? You had guys come up, Gary Sanchez before that and Judge and like we'll see. I just don't want to write them off because they have a bunch of guys that are going to get hurt. But at the same time, they always seem to just cruise along and hit a bunch of diggers. Although Luke Voigt, that's a big, that that's kind of a big loss. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but again, they always find a way. Yeah. So but I guess what? And hard now is the first baseman. Remember Jeepers. when he was. Jeepers. 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 their first baseman. Yeah. Yeah, for now. I think it's going to be Andahar if he can learn how to hit again. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> and I'm like about
0: that guy. You know, uh, they, like, they, what? Have got, they have a lot of options internally. So, They'll call uh, up
2: random dudes. And, and even wow. them, they could build up a big lead and then just sleep through July. This is where their total is not, you know, at 95 yeah, half, yeah. very high because they're going to have some moments where they have so many injuries and they're just kind of saying, okay, get to the playoffs and we'll deal with it then. So. And, 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 but
0: like, their starting pitching is bad. Like, is, I can't yeah. see them being a super, like, have a ton of wins with that starting pitching.
2: And I don't think Kluber's look good in, in spring, too. Like, that's an issue. They need him
0: to be good. He's not good. And, nice. like, do you think Severino's coming back any time soon? Because that's, that's been, a- what, two years now?
1: they are
0: banking on him coming back season. <laughs> like, think think about think about how long it's been since he was pitching. And then think about how long it's been since he was good. It's been even longer since he was good.
1: Yeah. Right? A nice like, flat fastball for everybody. It's hard, but.
0: Keep yeah, warm. fastball slider. They were great. And then, then he got hurt. So, yeah. but, like, the Yankees got a lot of there's issues. We're going to need Debbie to come up and just be, which I don't think he's starting He's also hurt. You know what is I mean? He like, you? Just, yeah, like, it, they have so many fucking issues. And, like, hate th- to see it. Th- so, that's the thing. So, I think I think the AL East is, is interesting because the Yankees should be the division winner. But, like, all the stuff we talked with the Jays, maybe the J- like, there's a path for a bunch of different things to happen here. Well, it's more like maybe the Rays because it's probably the Rays that yeah. figure out a way to fucking glue it together with duct tape and fucking bubble gum and smoke and mirrors and win like 97 games because of the fucking Rays. But, but you know,
2: yeah, we should talk about the Jays like like because we you said it earlier. This is like the 2015 Jays where yeah. the offenses just look like it's going to be unbeatable and they could be hovering around 500 by the trade line. And with the extra wildcard spot and they there's no way they're not in it if they're 500 and they're
0: but here's the thing. Like, so I was talking about this with you guys when we were like kind of game planning for the pod. The AL West is a problem because this is an expanded playoffs. This is the old playoffs. Only five teams make it. There's two wild cards. You know what I mean? Three division winners, two wild cards. So you would hope the Jays, like the way we're talking, the Yankees are a division winner. So you're hoping the Jays are a wild card. But we're also talking about it like the Rays are going to be in there. Well, then you have to go to the other divisions. And, like, the Central's trash, right? So, like, the White Sox should run away with that division. The Tigers aren't good and the Royals aren't good. What happens if Cleveland and, the twi- and like, Minnesota, like, what happens if they beat the hell out of the other teams enough that they have win totals that start giving the Jays a problem, right? And that's, and that's a bad division. Now start looking at the juggernauts that could be the Oakland A's are going to be a problem. The Astros lose people, but they're the Astros. They still have, like, we'll see. If, if Altuve's falling apart and that pitching staff, that's that's where it might be, you know, in a bridge too far. But then again, if Jordan Alvarez hits, you know, an OPS, if he's another fucking 1,100 OPS, I think they might be just fine. Right? Like, they, like, you can see how the Astros could still be good. This might be the best Angels team that Mike Trout has ever been on. Really? What, what's a... What's a better one? Think about it. Like I'm, I'm going through those teams.
1: They won 100 games in 2015. So
2: maybe the Game
0: second. They won 100 games in they 2015? They
2: lost in like the first round, yeah. American League team. Baltimore. No, Baltimore. Who was it?
1: Kansas City. Yeah.
0: Kansas City beat them? I don't even remember them being in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, that was just one playoff.
0: So that's, was- that's probably why.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got swept.
0: Oh, that was the year that Trout uh, was winning the MVP till they played the Jays, and then Trout had that fucking rib injury, and then Josh Donaldson hit, like, five home runs in that series and won the MVP, basically, in that series. Yeah, They won 100 games that year? Well, they were, they were oh, like- that was the random Pujols resurgence year where he hit, like, 35 dingers and looked like he was good, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: And Josh Donaldson was, like, not smoking crack—or not Josh Donaldson, uh, Josh well- Hamilton— was, like, not smoking crack and not beating his children and, like, not being just a degenerate allegedly. fucking human being. Allegedly. I think there were other reasons. <laughs> allegedly. We have to say allegedly, right? Is that how that works? Uh, I mean, he did smoke crack. That is a fact. He did all of those things. So The thing with the Angels is, too, like, <laughs> the pitching, it's like,
2: it's the opposite of the Rays. You look at them, and you no matter who's on yeah. team, you think they're going to stink.
0: But, but here's the thing. This is the difference. This is the first year where I look at their pitching, and I go, Oh, they're actually kind of good. Like I look at Andrew Heaney, and I'm like, he's pretty good. You're right, Dylan Bundy. You actually had a really good year last year because you escaped the Trash Birds in that awful organization. Like, no duh. Look, Kevin Gossman and Andrew Bundy. Look what Kevin uh, Kevin Gossman and Dylan Bundy. Hey, look, they get out of Baltimore. Both of them are good pitchers now. Ooh, Baltimore sucks. I hate the and Trash El-Tani Birds. Otani is Just, back in you know, rotation. Uh, yeah, and throwing 102 and throwing a 90-some-odd mile-an-hour splitter, which is filthy, and hitting 500-foot tank jobs. Oh, by the way, Darren Fletcher is really good, and Rendon's one of the best hitters in baseball. And Mike Trout is, you know, Mike Trout, the best player in baseball. Jared Walsh was kind of interesting last year, and maybe they'll call up Marsh, and, you know, maybe they're going to go to Joe Ad- Like, do you see how this Angels team looks like it could be a lot more dangerous? Oh, by the way, they went out and addressed the bullpen and went out and got real bullpen pieces, traded for Ryzel Iglesias, like... Do you see what I mean here? Right? Like, yeah. Upton. Don't bounce back. I, I, I. Upton, Upton's corpse is right there alongside Pooholes as dragging them down. Like, they need to replace him. Like, that's why I'm saying they need to go to Joe Adele and go to um, uh, Brandon Marsh. And honestly, like, you should probably put Marsh in center field and move Trout to left field so he stays healthy. That's, that's just an aside. That's more of a I love Mike Trout and want to see Mike Trout break a lot of records and play a hundred like play a lot of games for the rest of his career and maybe it's time to put him into left field so he doesn't get hurt anymore. Although again, none of the injuries have been because he's been in the center field. But I just want to see a lot more. Is, is of Mike this Mike the Trout. Justin Upton bounce back here? No, Justin Upton sucks. Just just yeah. fire him into the sun. Okay, you know how I always talk about firing people into the sun, like Tanner Rourke, and like if you watch the football equivalent of this, like half the Falcons, just fire them into the sun. Uh, Yeah, fire him into the sun. He's only into the sun. He's bad. Is
1: he like 32? He came up like 20. So he's been up
0: forever. It's like King King Felix. He's fried. It's over. He's peaked and it's done. He's 33,
2: turning 34 soon. Upton is so bad. He
0: could only ever hit lefties too. Like Him and his brother somehow finessed the league out of so much money. Him and Bossman Jr. BJ by the way his name being Bossman Jr is the greatest thing ever. It really yeah. it's really just one. I don't understand how it's not talked about more. I really really don't. Uh but yeah no seriously like back to the actual you know baseball things that make sense instead of my rambling. These are all teams that are going to be fighting with for for playoff spots. You know what I mean? Like it's it, this is going to be a wild fucking season. Because we're back to the original rules of baseball and it's 162 and not, you know, that fucking compressed season that we had last year. Yeah, there's only like one
2: one runaway team. Right? Which is also
0: why the pitching staff should be better. And, you know, coming off of the shortened season and the fact that it's probably going to be a fucking slaughter for pitchers and you're going to need more than ever, that this is not ideal. No, it's it's
1: like the hitters are going to have to be as great as we need them to be. And then the front office is going to say we're going to really go for it to get a pitcher because it's not going to just be the Jays.
0: That's exactly.
1: Every team wants pitching. I, I every year, every
0: team wants pitching. It's just it's like defensemen in hockey. Everyone needs a fucking defense. Like you know what I mean? Like it's a trade deadline. You know we have seventeen defensemen now. Why? Because reasons. In the playoffs, what happens? We have thirty pitchers now. Why? Reasons. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like.
2: But Anthony's oh. saying they're scared of them not trading. We got Ross Stripling last time. So
0: like... Chicken strip, eh?
1: Like, we're, we're going like, to make... Get like a guy who like, it's like, wow, this guy's a difference maker. David know?
2: Price back in 2010. going to have to spend that's
0: a lot of prospect-wise that they would refuse to do the whole offseason. That's, that's the interesting thing to me. Why would what they... What do use- they do with the prospect capital? You know what I mean? Because these prospects have been pretty good so far as they're coming up. And hey, we all love them and we're getting attached to them. But like... Groshans and Martin are close. Like, Martin's different. I think Martin's kind of on one of those. He's one of the dudes that doesn't get traded. Like, he's the Vladdy, Nate Pearson. He's the top pro. Like, he's the guy that you don't touch. Yeah. Yeah. But Groshans, I mean, I love what he could be. But if you're telling me that Jordan Groshans could be a starting pitcher for me right now. Well, you know what I mean? If You could trade that.
1: We just don't even have a spot for
2: him.
0: Oh. There's, yeah, there's a lot of issues like with, with that and like what they need and you know maybe kick down the door for the competitive window. But those are all things we'll get to if if we get to that point, right? Like hopefully we're talking about those things because this team's winning and they need to get put over the top. Hopefully we're not talking about that because this team needs to start winning to get in the conversation, right? Like that would be, I guess, fucking disaster. But let's not try to go to the worst case scenario. Yeah uh anything else you boys wanted to get to because like yeah the playoffs the playoff scenario like the al east is a mess and obviously you want to win the division but the wild card is going to be no joke like there cannot be prolonged losing streaks like you cannot be fucking around like i know it's 162 like losing three games in a row isn't a long losing streak by the way in 162 i'm just going to throw that out there for people that are going to probably freak out the first time that happens it's going to happen it's going to happen multiple times between me (laughs)
1: Oh probably, yeah, Mike you know. Wilner, you know, the Blue Jays in 1993 lost
0: uh, eight of 10. So, okay, right. So it's Did they probably. lose like 20 to nothing like, one game too? Still it's early. still early.
2: Did Milwaukee like crush them that year too? That's always like something they bring up about that team. They I lost know, by I like 20. Probably. Yeah.
0: Is but, that the yeah. name of Wilner's podcast? Maybe that's what we should call this one. It's still early.
2: There you go. That's, <laughs> that's you know,
0: our fantasy baseball. Probably. I know. <laughs> we should port it over here. Oh man. But yeah, no, like the, the playoffs, like here's the fun thing. We're talking about this team and the playoff chances and you know how they can work and where you can fit them in and how this is like, you know what I mean? And it's a lot more exciting because it's not like, well, this guy needs to have a career year and this dude who's never done it. Well, we pulled him off the scrap heat. Maybe he could do it. You know what I mean? And maybe that guy over there that nobody's ever heard of just comes out of nowhere. Right? Like there's a lot less of that this year. There's more of like, well, here's a dude that was an MVP candidate that we think could bounce back. And you're like, okay, I could see that. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, yeah, here's some of the best prospects in the game. And you're like, yeah, I could see that happening. And they're like, here's a one Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in actual baseball shape hitting fucking piss missiles. Yes, I think I can get behind that. Right. Like, there's, there's some exciting things. I'm, I'm pumped for the season. Like, we might have been a little bit doom and gloom talking about the pitching injuries and shit, but in the whole. And Francisco
2: fun. Liriano's on the roster. Fun fact.
0: Yes. Back I forgot from. about that. You want to talk about a guy who better not be starting baseball games for this team? <laughs> like, like, you everybody's... know what? I'll take Liriano over Tommy Malone any day, though. Like, so I, I'll, I'll take a gas can over Tommy Malone, like an actual Jerry can. You can just put it on the mound. We'll I'll embrace... take that over Tommy Malone. We should huh? do it. An... Oh,
1: we'll embrace debate. i take Tommy
2: Malone. He, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> do. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a <laughs> podcast about over under date of a Tommy Malone start. Um,. Oh. <laughs> what's a good date
0: like i have it, a full may... fucking meltdown if there's a Tommy Mullen start like I'll have a full blown meltdown if there is Tommy Anthony Mullen when start. do you think it's going to be April 28th okay i'm going to go may I think that's actually a great date right may before 1st. may oh my we'll
2: god we'll go may 1st and
0: see if we the under Tony the over we'll figure out something well, yeah no that, i am definitely a- going with the under because it's probably gonna be it's and it's gonna be one of those eight like late April stars because it's gonna be someone gets hurt and they can't call up one of the kids because of service time issues and it's gonna be the dude that you could just wave in DFA it's gonna be oh my god I'm so angry that that's how this is gonna happen I'm so upset why did you guys have to do this to me why like, I'm gonna have to watch a time oh, oh I'm gonna have to watch time I alone mean- pitch you watch probably Jackson. Be, it's the Yankees, and you say that's better than time alone. Actually, right is it? Is it? No, it's not. <laughs> that's even, a good point. <laughs>
2: that's
0: a good point. Actually, we also watched Socrates Burrito. Remember that? Great name. Dude. Alan Hansen. This team's come a long way. <laughs> like yeah, this, this is like Ross Striplin and shit. But at least that's Socrates Burrito. Um, yeah, I guess. Unless you guys got anything else to go to, that's oh, wow. that's been it for episode. Four of the Toronto Untilt Blue Jays podcast. I'm Steve Artebello with Anthony Harris and Theo Giordano. Uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter, Toronto Untilt at Toronto Untilt. You can find our website, TorontoUntilt.com. You can find YouTube where this video will be posted. That is Toronto Untilt on, on YouTube. And of course, on Spotify, Google, uh, Apple, any place you get your podcast, anchor, bleaker, breaker. Like, comment, subscribe, tell your friends, let them know. We will be doing this on a regular basis starting Sunday. Maybe even something on opening day. We will see. Uh, But until next time, see y'all later.